Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another really fun episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. This is a special episode as we take a look into the wizarding world of Harry Potter over at the Universal Orlando Resort that is located across two theme parks, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios Florida. It's a great park, it's a great part of the park, and there's a lot to see and a lot to experience at the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So I hope you enjoy this look into my experience and my day. Let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is Groundhog's Day, February the 2nd, 2021. Our question of the day is, what is your favorite Harry Potter character besides the big three, Harry, Ron, and Hermione? So we're going to talk about a number of different things tonight. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We're also going to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about Disney kind of towards the end, as I mentioned just a moment ago before we started. And we're going to kind of compare the two experiences between Disney and also Universal uh, a little bit because I think there's some pros and cons to both sides as far as kind of who, you know, who's best in one versus the other, you know, younger kids, older kids, thrill rides, you know, those sorts of things. So uh, there's there's pluses and minuses on both sides, and we'll get into some of that tonight. But I'm just going to jump right into it and kind of talk about my experience uh, the day to kind of, you know, from when we started to when we got there, how we got there to when, uh, you know, we, we left. And it was a very full day, uh, very full day, and I wish I could have uh, spent more time there. So we were staying at Disney's Beach Club Villas uh, on property. Some of us were. Some of us were staying at uh, Disney's Yacht Club, and there were a few other resorts as well that folks were staying at. And Travelmation as a company had a day at part of our sort of training experience and sort of getting to know the product and, and whatnot. Um, we had to, to suffer the calls and go ride some rides and hang out at, at Universal a little bit, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to hang out with some people that I didn't know that well and make some new friends throughout the day. It was a great experience. So getting from uh, Disney Parks, uh, excuse me, getting from a Disney Resort Hotel to Universal, which is what I did. This is a question I get all the time because I have people that want to add a day on at Universal when they're at Disney or even vice versa. The easiest way to do it, if you can, if you are able, if your family is able, the group you're with, is to take a Lyft or Uber, which is exactly what we did. We were over there maybe 15 minutes uh, from our Disney Resort Hotel. A super quick ride. Traffic was not bad uh, the time of day that we went. The parks were opening a little bit later, I think maybe around like 10 o'clock or so, something like that. And, uh, you know, we were over there, uh, were dropped off at their main parking area uh, towards the top deck, kind of very close to City Walk. So one of the differences with uh, Universal versus City Walk is with Universal, um, or Universal versus Disney World, is Universal, you have to go through City Walk to get there. So City Walk is kind of like their Disney Springs, if you will, shopping, dining, a little bit of entertainment scattered about, is basically you have to walk through it to get to the uh, park entrances for Islands of Adventure or Universal Orlando. You can also go from one park to the other, which we'll get to here in just a second uh, as well. So a little bit different kind of getting there, but again, uh, real easy. The crowds weren't bad. You know, they were temperature checking people, you know, security checking people. The security uh, process is a little bit different at Universal. It feels almost more like you're going through an airport. You don't have to take off your shoes, thankfully, uh, but uh, it's, it's just slightly different procedure. They're still keeping people safe uh, and, it, and it's a great time. So 
parking and then you know going through CityWalk was a super easy process and security was uh, was pretty easy as well. So to start off the day, um, we actually went over to Universal Studios Florida, so sort of the original park uh, in Florida. And um, we, I was with a small group of people. I had not been to Universal Studios Florida in a very, 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 very long time. I've been driven by it a bunch of times. Been to CityWalk, you know, fairly recently, actually just a few months ago, uh, back in November. Uh, but had not been into the parks at Universal in quite some time. So it was refreshing for me uh, as a person to kind of, you know, sort of see what all the fuss was about, I guess. I mean, I'm a big, you know, Harry Potter, Harry Potter fan. Harry Potter fan. Can't talk tonight. <laughs> some of you are probably like, oh my gosh, what am I watching? Anyway, so yeah, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And so I was looking forward to that. But we didn't start there. Uh, we actually went into Universal Studios Florida, and our first ride of the day was the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show ride, which was kind of fun, you know? I, I really enjoyed it. I was like, what's this going to be like? I heard it's kind of a screen-based thing. Uh, I absolutely loved the pre-show area. I mean, that was so cool. The detail, I mean, it felt like you were in Rockefeller Center. It was just, it was, I mean, it was amazing. Just like the detail, the theming, the feel of it, even though there weren't a lot of people there. Like, Universal uh, Studios Florida was like, empty at the beginning of the day so just kind of like you know disney world is a lot of people if you're going to disney's hollywood studios boom you're over to star wars galaxy's edge there's toy story land that's where all the people go right well all people go to wizarding world of harry potter right at first in the morning so we just kind of had uh, universal studios florida to ourselves so to speak most things were you know walk on and uh, we didn't really have to wait much enjoyed the jimmy fallon attraction left there there's a few of us that need a little bit of caffeination so uh, we grabbed some of that at starbucks and then walked over to we figured we were gonna have to ri wait a little bit but again walk right into the queue for uh, fast and furious supercharged uh, that was a little bit of a different experience <laughs> i must say i was not the biggest fan of that attraction uh, i guess i kind of get the appeal of it for some but uh, just personally wasn't for me um, so, you know, I'm glad I did it so I can talk about it so I can be familiar with it. But we left there again in between that I did Starbucks uh, and had to drink that fairly quickly. But, uh, you know, I had a good time, good day overall. So in a short amount of time, we actually had a lot uh, that we accomplished. Uh, which was great. And so we walked around the park uh, a bit more. We did a bunch. On, I'm going to kind of talk out of order here because I want to spend most of the time talking about uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, but we we went and did a few other attractions um, in that area. We did, um, we we went over to Men in Black. I think that's over at Odds Adventure, if I remember right. Uh, we did a Kong ride. Uh, we did a few others as well, which were a lot of fun. But after we kind of piddled around, walked around uh, Universal Studios Florida a little bit, we came to uh, Diagon Alley. So uh, the entrance to Diagon Alley is actually, um, it's hard to find if, if you don't know what you're looking for. So I had seen enough vlogs and, you know, known enough people to go there that I, I knew sort of what to look for. Uh, it's very much like uh, the entrance uh, in, in the movie. When you see the entrance to Diagon Alley in the movie, it's sort of hidden a little bit. Uh, it's right next to King's Cross, so that's your sort of big landmark. And then right across from the night bus, it sort of looks like you're going back into a restroom area, but it's not. <laughs> you sort of go back, uh, sort of zigzag through these brick walls, and boom, the brick walls open up just like they do in the movie. And you hear the little sounds in the background of the bricks clinging together, and there's Diagon Alley right there in front of you. Uh, the detail in Diagon Alley is absolutely just 
mind-boggling. It's amazing. It feels like you're standing there on the movie set. Um, the, the signage, the, the cobblestone streets, the dragon on top of Gringotts, uh, everything. Um, people with their wands out and you know, just you know, people dressed up in robes. So that's one of the things. Like when you, One of the things you can buy in, in gift shops around the Universal or any other resort are these robes. Not everyone, but um, you, know, you can buy robes for you know, Harry Potter. People dress up. People bring their wands, some that they bring from home, some that they bought previously in the parks. Uh, so you know, that's something kind of fun to do. And you don't really notice that as much when you're walking around the rest of the park. But when you get in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, be it Hogsmeade or be it Diagon Alley, you feel that. Like, you feel like you're immersed in that area. And that's the kind of experience that I think a lot of guests are looking, looking for. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you will absolutely love this experience. It is very easy, very easy to spend an entire day in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Especially if you're a big fan. Because you want to see all the little sort of, you know, nooks and crannies and explore the details. You want to go, you know, get a wand and you want to experience some of the food and, you know, all sorts of other bits and pieces. Of course, the, of course, the attractions as well. So, you know, getting into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, we, we also explored Nocturne Alley, which is just off of Diagon Alley, kind of like it is in, in the movies a little bit. Um, there is a couple of wand stops over that way where you, if you purchase some wand at Ollivander's, um, you can, there are some, um, there are some wands that are kind of non-magical, that are a little bit less expensive, but the ones that you purchase at Ollivander's uh, have a sort of lifetime warranty where basically if they break, you can bring them back and get a wand repair done uh, there at Ollivander's in the park. So that's pretty cool. They are a little bit more, but um, there are some really cool things that you can do, some magic that you can make happen uh, kind of along the way as you experience the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, you'll look for these, um, for the most part, in, in the floor, so in, in the ground, uh, these sort of emblems, these metal um, engraved emblems that are on the floor and it'll kind of show you the direction that your spells need to be so to make the magic happen so to speak and there will be a wizard typically right there to sort of assist you and one thing that I learned when I was there because I did not have a wand myself is that um is that you have to keep the wand movements kind of small. You don't want to flourish too much. You don't want to be them you don't want to do them too big. You want to keep them a little bit smaller so um, you know that's how the sensors or whatever pick them up but anyway so uh great experience i see uh, my friend chris parent who uh tunes into travel tips tuesday quite a bit has a couple of comics i want to make sure i get those real quick so he said oh so the, again the question of the day if you did not see this up front was what is your favorite harry potter character besides uh, harry ron and hermione uh chris said He said Draco. He said he's misunder misunderstood soul, unfairly vilified by um, an unhappy dad and the Gryffindors who have played it uh, loose with the narrative. So um, I, I hear you on that. Malfoy does... I would love to see more character development with him. Like if, if J.K. Rowling ever decided to do uh, any more books, he's one of the characters that I would love to learn more about. Uh, so anyway, so um, in... And I would say, like, along the same lines, someone else uh, said this earlier in the in the comment feed that Snape. Snape is someone that I would love to see more about. Yes, unfortunately, Alan Rickman passed away, who played Severus Snape in the films, um, and I, did, I think he did a phenomenal job. 
uh, one of the best, I think, acted, performed roles uh, in the in the movie. So um, I would love to see more of an origin story about him. So in sort of him younger and kind of his interaction with, uh, with Lily and James and sort of what that looked like. We kind of get flashbacks in the movies a little bit, but you know, that just didn't do it justice. There's so much more to be told there, I think, um, in sort of that um, sort of stress and sort of the, the push and pull that's put on him, uh, his role in, in, in the books, especially if you read through the books. You know, yes, I've read the books, seen the movies, read the books multiple times, uh, listened to the audiobooks multiple times, had the books read out loud to me uh, multiple times. So uh, very familiar with the storyline uh, as well. And I do apologize if you are commenting tonight. Uh, I want to make sure that I get those because for some reason the comments just decided to disappear on me all of a sudden. So we're going to see very quickly if uh, I can have those come back. We may not be able to, but that is okay. All right, so no more comments tonight live, but I will get those uh, after we're done in a comment uh, when we come back around. So again, the detail in uh, Diagon Alley is absolutely incredible. Spent a good amount of time there. We did ride uh, Gringotts while we were there. That's one attraction uh, that is in Diagon Alley. Uh, we did see the dragon breathe fire, the, the skits and shows. I think that's one thing that Chris was saying are pretty good as well. It kind of gives you that feeling that, yes, you are there uh, and you are exper experiencing that world. Uh, so we left Diagon Alley when we went out the front, went around to King's Cross at Universal, uh, Universal Studios for a We boarded the Hogwarts Express at Platform 9 and 3 quarters. And Chris... Um, you know, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever been to the UK, but we have another uh, friend of, of the show that, that listens sometimes. His name is Ben Harris. He lives in the UK. So I don't know. Like, I've never been on the London Underground, personally. I've been to London. It's been a long time. I've never been on the Underground over there, though. So I get the feeling, based on some things that I've seen, that the, that the theming, the, uh, the, the physical construction of the space is actually really solid. It looks really cool. It feels like you're right there uh, in, the, in the Underground. It feels like you're right there in the station trying to find the train that, that you want to board. So, of course, Platform 9 and 3 quarters, you kind of go through the wall, and they have this cool thing set up where if you wait, you can see people walk through the wall. Uh, I have some pictures of it that some people took and some video, which was kind of awesome to have that. And you go through, boom, there you are. Platform 93 quarters, you see Hedwig the Owl in his cage along with some you know, luggage carts and things. You're waiting for the Hogwarts Express. It pulls in, blowing steam, and it's a beautiful train. And then you get on board and some magical things happen as you're on your way to Hogsmeade. So one thing to be aware of is that with boarding uh, the Hogwarts Express, going either way, whether you're going from Hogsmeade to Diagonal, whether you're going from Hogsmeade over to King's Cross or from King's Cross over to Hogsmeade, uh, you do have to have a park-to-park -park ticket for Universal. You cannot go on a, you cannot go on that. You cannot get the full Harry Potter experience if you only have a one-day base ticket for one park. So you can't do a one-day park-to-park ticket, which is what we had, uh, what I had when I went. So thankfully, we were able to get on that. And we were able to participate in that attraction. Uh, it's, a, it's a different ride both ways, which is kind of neat. And there's some things that are happening out in the hallways. And uh, unfortunately, I had someone spoil the magic for me and tell me uh, kind of how that happens out in the hallway. But, uh, you know, it was pretty cool to kind of learn that um, and, uh, and experience that along the way. So we hop on the train, get off at Hawksmead Station, come out, and there you are. Uh, and we spent a lot of time walking around, exploring some of the attractions there, of course, the new Hagrid's ride, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, the ride in uh, Hogwarts Castle, get 
my picture taken there uh, is kind of just one of those things that you do. Kind of like when you're at Magic Kingdom, you get your picture taken in, Cinder in front of Cinderella's castle. You do that in front of uh, in front of Hogwarts Castle as well. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun to be able to uh, you know go to places like that and feel like you're immersed in that story. Uh, because when I go to a place like that, be it Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or uh, or the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you expect to be immersed in the story. And that's what you feel like when you go there. Uh, even, especially, let's talk about attractions real quick. Uh, the newest attraction in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter um, is Hagrid's Creatures, Magical, excuse me, Hagrid's Creatures, Magical Creatures, Motorbike Adventure. It's a horribly long name. <laughs> kind of ridiculous to say. Most people just call it Hagrid's uh, on the fly when we're talking about it. So uh, it's a roller coaster that has quite a few surprises in it. And again, super immersive, sort of tells the story of Hagrid a little bit. Um, and there are the, the roller coaster vehicle is basically Hagrid's motorcycle. So there's a sidecar that feels more like a traditional roller coaster seat. Uh, so it just has a lot more that kind of holds you down. Uh, and it also has a the motorbike side where it has a, also the lap bar that comes up, but you can actually lean over and hold on to the handlebars, which is kind of cool. So it gives you that feel like you're riding a motorcycle and that thing goes fast. It launches you, I think, four different times. So um, if you like launch coasters, it's a, it's a really good roller coaster. It's not just a really great thing to ride. It's a very good uh, roller coaster as well. And as I mentioned, has some surprises along the way that I will not mention, if, especially if you haven't done it, because I don't want to ruin it for you. So uh, definitely check this out. I had the chance to ride it twice. Uh, and fortunately, there was no virtual queue and the wait times were low the, the day that we were there because just like today in Central Florida, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool then when we were also there. So that kept the, the lines uh, not as long. It was also during the middle of the week, which helped as well. So uh, it was a great experience. We had a lot of fun doing that and uh, a lot of fun seeing, uh, seeing a lot of amazing places and attractions uh, in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So a few things that we picked up while we were there um, that I have with me right now. Um, first is, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, you may be familiar with the chocolate frogs. This one is actually still sealed. And one of the questions that I got from my kids that love Harry Potter is, well, does it have a card in it? Well, of course, and yes, they, these do have cards in them. Um, have not opened it yet, but we plan to do that hopefully soon. And the other, other thing that we picked up uh, were Birdie Bot's Every, Flav Every Flavor Beans. So you may have seen Birdie Bot's Beans for sale, like especially around Halloween in grocery stores and you know Walmart and Target and whatnot. And even if you're in the in the U.S., especially the Southern U.S. at Cracker Barrels, you can find uh, Harry Potter Every Flavor Beans there as well in bags that look like this. So it's kind of like a Jelly Belly sort of bag and has the flavors and stuff on the back. But again, one of the things that I love about going to places like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is that the, they have the theming basically on point. So the packages from for the Chocolate Frogs look just like they do in the movie, um, which is pretty awesome, as well as uh, Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans as well. Um, this is what they come in, and you actually get a decent amount of them. Uh, there's a little thing inside that tells you kind of what the flavors are uh, and whatnot. So a uh, big fan of that, and you purchase them in Honey Dukes, just like you could if you were actually in uh, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Hogsmeade. So um, we had a lot of great food and really enjoyed our experience. So speaking of food, one of the things that people ask, well, did you get to try Butterbeer? Yes. 
you know, butterbeer is a non-alcoholic beverage. Um, though there, I think there is an alcoholic form of it, but butterbeer as it is there, be it if it's cold, which is the traditional way that most people have it, or if it's frozen, which is what I had, or if it's, um, if it's warm, hot, which is not served typically year round, but they did have it then because it was, uh, cooler outside. Uh, is is a sort of creamsicle kind of flavored beverage with a little bit of butterscotch. It's kind of hard to describe, and it was actually good. So, you know, I'm not normally a, a cream soda kind of person. I usually don't care for it that much, but I did like this. It was it was pretty tasty and, and quite refreshing, and enjoyed it. One could, like as I was saying earlier, once I could easily spend an entire day in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And it's important to mention that that park-to-park -park ticket is required if you go visit. So they don't have park hopper tickets at Universal Orlando. They have park-to-park -park tickets, which give you gives you those back-and-forth privileges on the same park day. Uh, the food was pretty decent while we were there. Didn't eat a lot. Uh, we did eat uh, outside of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter uh, in City Walk at Universal Orlando. Uh, we ate at Red Oven Pizza for lunch, which is sort of a uh, sort of quick service pizza kind of place where they sort of make it to order the sort of personal size pizzas. And uh, mobile ordering was available in a, in a few different places at Universal Orlando. It did not seem to be as widespread in use as it is at Disney World, Walt Disney World right now. Uh, but uh, it was available at Red Oven Pizza. One thing that was interesting to note that we did have to do for some of us, we wanted to modify our orders a little bit. If you wanted to modify, you know, what was on the menu at all, whether you wanted like extra pepperoni or extra sauce or you didn't want one particular ingredient uh, on your pizza or whatever it was, you actually had to have a server come to your table and take your order the old-fashioned way. So and, and they were there and they did that. We did not have to wait long uh, for our food. We did not have to wait long for the server to come and kind of take an order. So you know, that was great. It was a good experience and I enjoyed it. Um, Red Oven Pizza is sort of right there. Uh, soon after you come down the escalators and go forward just a bit, uh, it'd be there on your left or on your right if you're coming back from the parks. So let's just talk about some differences between uh, the Disney experience and Universal experience. So again, one of the questions I get all the time is, well, I thought Disney was younger for younger kids, Universal was for older kids. And, you know, I, I would say that Di that Universal, for the most part, uh, the crowds that you see there, the, the families that I know that go, are normally with older children. That is because most of the rides there are typically mostly thrill rides, uh, roller coasters, some of the screen-based rides that um, that we've talked about tonight briefly that we've mentioned, even down to rides like you know Kong and Spider-Man uh, and several others. So uh, it's just a different kind of experience. Uh, they're they're also host to Halloween Horror Nights, uh, typically in the fall. So that's more of an I wouldn't say just purely adult experience, but definitely kind of has more of a mature rating to it. Uh, so, you know, Universal does a lot of things really well. Their theming is great. The shows were great. Uh, of course, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is excellent. Uh, but it does seem to be geared slightly. This is my opinion. You can take it, throw it out the window if you want. For the theme parks, specifically, it does seem to have more of a feel uh, for, for the older kids. Now, there is a Simpsons theme land. There is a Seuss landing, a Dr. Seuss theme land as well. So there are some things that are there for younger children. Please hear me out on that. However, in large part, the stereotype seems to be that seems to be more of a part for older kids, um, which, you know, so, you know, there are some great hotels, you know, nearby where families can kind of come and take breaks and kind of go back and forth. There is a water park at Universal Orlando Resort as well called Volcano Bay that is amazing. It is reopening March 1st, possibly, possibly a little bit earlier this month. We'll see. Uh, but you can definitely go and visit there this spring or summer if you want. 
Uh, Volcano Bay is amazing. It's not that it's only maybe two or three years old now, I think. Um, it has a lot of uh, water slides in it, great wave pool, lazy river, the whole bit. Um, so, and of course, great food as well. Um, it has, you know, I would say pretty decent food for, uh, for a water park for sure. So definitely consider Volcano Bay if you're going this spring or summer and uh, put, that on your, put that on your list. So again, lots of different things to sort of compare between the two. Uh, Disney, excuse me, Universal does have some resorts. They don't have as many resorts on property as uh, Disney does at Walt Disney World, uh, but there are some similar perks to the hotels where if you stay at the premier level hotels for Universal, you get what's called the Unlimited Express Pass included in your hotel. So you don't have to pay extra for that. You can buy it all cart by day if you want to, but typically if you're gonna stay at what their equivalent of a moderate level resort is or higher, it makes more financial sense to stay at one of the premier level resorts when the unlimited express pass is automatically included. So they're closer. Typically, you can walk. Either there'll you know be boats uh, to the parks from those resorts. Uh, there are buses from the other other resorts as well. So they have some newer value resorts that are open, which are a great option for you as well. If you're not going to be considering the unlimited express pass or even the regular express pass. By the way, there's typically about a $20 or $30 difference between the two. The Unlimited Express Pass lets you ride attractions as many times as you want uh, per day through the Express Line. And the regular Express Pass lets you only do you know, each attraction basically once. And again, there's about a $20 or $30 difference between the two. Most folks that I know typically go for the Unlimited version. So just one thing to kind of tuck in the back of your mind there. Uh, so, but again, the uh, all the different hotel options for Universal are great. Some of them have Starbucks locations inside. Uh, most of them have pools, and uh, you know the decor is great. The theming is good. They feel fresh and new and recent because most of them are. Most of the hotels at Universal are a little bit more recent than some of the ones at Disney. Uh, now Disney is in the process of re refurbishing many of them. Many have already been through refurbishments and there have also been some new ones open just like one of the newer value resorts that opened over at Universal Orlando. So, you know, there are on property perks to staying at Universal just like there are uh, if you were to stay on property at Disney. So be aware of that. Just like uh, Disney has in Universal, Universal also has some partnerships with some local hotel chains that are not technically on their property, but you know, other brands, you know, Hilton, Marriott, you know, based brands, others that you may be uh, familiar with that we can kind of partner with and look at packages if you're curious about that. So some similarities there uh, for sure. So again, Great experience all around. Really enjoyed my day uh, at Universal Orlando Resort and wish I could have spent more time there. Unfortunately, it was only a day and the parks were not open that were not open that long uh, because it was the middle of the week and it was cold outside. So, so the uh, the crowds weren't super busy. Uh, but I I would definitely love to go back to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and spend an entire day there with my family. Again, if you have kids that love Harry Potter, if you like Harry Potter, this is a must stop for you. You will love it and have an amazing time. And I would love to talk to you more about it. I'd love to talk to you more about Universal, the Universal Orlando Resort because it's a great place to go and hang out and have a good time. So thank you all so much for joining me tonight. I'll be checking the comments later for questions. If you do have any questions about travel in general or the Universal Orlando Resort or the Walt Disney World Resort or other Disney destinations, please reach out to me. We'd love to chat. Thanks so much for tuning in to Travel Tips Tuesday and we'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.